Many times, if you are developing a key performance indicator or a measurement that allows you and your team to get better, that KPI is sometimes a, a given, meaning that no matter what you do, you're going to perform well. And I have seen this across the board where everybody wants an easy win. And so what you're going to do to get an easy win is choose a KPI or choose an indicator that is already in your favor. The positive part is that you can impress those who are above you, those in your organization to say, hey, look at us, we've done this, this, and this. But in reality, what you're doing is you're hiding the brutal truth of what's actually going on. In my experience, the best organizations are those that come together and develop key performance indicators that are able to tell the brutal, honest truth about where they are, regardless of any whitewashing that can take place. Hey, this is Caleb and you're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. Doing a lot of work behind the scenes is my teammate Tatsuya Murao. The Stockdale Paradox is this paradox where you can confront the brutal truth about what is going on in your organization, your life, etc., and then having hope about the end goal, the end of the road, and understanding that although things are brutal now, you can get through them in a way that can reach your ultimate goal at the very end. And this is called the Stockdale Paradox because there was this admiral called Jim Stockdale who was captured in the Vietnam War. He was the highest ranking officer in one of the the war camps in Vietnam. And he developed a series of methods that he could use to communicate to his fellow soldiers in the camp, as well as other techniques to survive things like interrogation, rationing, and and many other things that he would have had to undergo in the camp. And it was absolutely brutal. So if you read anything about the Hanoi Hilton camp in Vietnam, there was absolute brutality. It was so, so terrible for those who were in that war camp. And the survival rate was absolutely low. It was very, very catastrophic that if you were captured and went to the Hanoi Hilton camp, that you would not survive, that the chances of survival were very, very, very low. And especially for high-ranking officers who had key information that the enemy could use to defeat uh, the United States. And so through this whole time, he wrote, he collected all his thoughts. And after he was able to get out He was able to collect his thoughts in a series of of memoirs in a book called In Love and War. So if you are interested in that, uh, I would say go ahead and read that. But what I am trying to get to is the fact that there was a paradox that he held in his mind about confronting the brutal facts about where he was in that camp and how he could survive and understanding that he could overcome these things and not give up in the process. So an author by the name of Jim Collins, who wrote a book called Good to Great, which is a classic in business literature, asked him a few questions about his experience and how he overcame them. And one of the things that Admiral Stockdale said was that he never lost faith in the end of the story, that he never lost faith in who he was as a person or the hope that there was a possibility of getting out. And more telling than that, Jim Collins asked Admiral Stockdale, now who didn't make it out? Who are the people that are the ones that 
did not survive. And, and Admiral Stockdale said, oh, that's easy. It was the optimists. And that made Jim Collins think a little bit because usually it's the optimist who thinks about the end goal and thinks that they're going to reach the end goal. But what Admiral Stockdale is saying is that you can have a rosy picture of the end goal, but if you don't confront the brutal facts of where you are, then you're going to be in trouble. And so he mentioned that there were people who were in the camp that said, oh, I'm just going to get out next week or the week after or the week after that and kept on trying to string together some optimism about what was going on instead of ignoring the brutal facts about what was actually going on in their situation at the specific time. And so I would like to read to you something that Admiral Stockdale said to Jim Collins that I think is absolutely necessary and is difficult for me to forget. This is what he says. This is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And that is a very, very important lesson because if you realize that it's very easy to whitewash your current situation and project out future outcomes based on that whitewashed or that rosy picture. And so if you give yourself a brutal picture of what's going on, then it's much more realistic to get to the goal you want. And so suppose your team is not performing as they should be, but you want to show others in your organization that you're above par or you're better than average. Well, that's going to work in the short term, but in the long term, You're going to deceive yourself, your teammates, and those within your organization and not really get to where you need to go. And as a marathoner and somebody who has run distances of over a marathon, one of the things that I have learned is similar to this, that it's very, very easy to say to yourself, oh, I don't need to work out or I don't need to put in the work because I know that I'm going to finish that race or I know I'm going to finish 26 miles or a 50K because of who I am, instead of putting in the actual work. But if I actually say to myself instead that running a marathon to my best ability or running a 50K or more is brutal and can be very, very difficult on my body and it's excruciatingly painful and it's something that I don't necessarily want to do, but it will be joyful in the end. If I understand that that brutal reality is there and it will be there in times of difficulty, then I can prepare today for that eventuality in the future. And so part of preparation is understanding that the future and the way to get to the ultimate goal will be difficult, and it won't be as easy as you thought of, so that you can prepare now for that eventuality. So confronting the brutal facts is foundational to being a good leader because it allows you to be able to build on a good foundation. So regardless of where you are in your team, your organization, etc., you can say to yourself, hey, our team ranks in the lower percentile. We're not as good as we need to be. And then you can ask the the questions that can help you get better and, and help you improve as a leader, as a team, and as an organization. One of the things that I have seen that has been very, very helpful in order to confront the brutal facts and also maintain a hopefulness and a reality about where you guys could go in the future 
is a way of developing key performance indicators or KPIs that are standard across the board, but are fundamental to your organization. And as an example, I know that there are certain CEOs and and leaders who would call up their team lead or their managers and ask them at the top of their head, hey, what is this KPI? What are you doing this week as far as this metric, etc.? And one of the most notorious people for doing this was uh, Sam Walton. Sam Walton, who founded Walmart, he would, on a random Saturday or Sunday, call up his manager at a specific store and say, hey, what is my profit margin per square foot? Or what's my profit margin for this week or this weekend? And he would ask a series of of KPIs and the manager, regardless of where he was during that day or whatever, would have to respond to the founder of that organization. And that's exactly what was helpful for them because that allowed them to keep track of where they were in a brutal way, but also understanding that these KPIs would help them be better as a manager, as a store, and as an organization as a whole. And many other organizations have done this, and I have personally been in global organizations that would have a consistent set of metrics that applied to their organization, regardless of geography, region, etc., so long as it applied to a specific scenario. And these KPIs, the way I think about it, is that these KPIs are like levers. They're able to move an organization in the way that you want to move them. And so if you have different levers, then you can move them in different ways in order to advance your your organization in the right direction. But how do you get there? How do you develop the KPIs that everybody can see and everybody can agree on? And that is very difficult. But what I would do is I would start with having a consensus about the key things that will advance the organization to their end goal. And so if there is a mission or vision and there is different milestones to get there, then you have to ask what KPIs can support the mission and vision of the organization. And then after that, build the mechanisms and build the data tools that you need to be able to disseminate the the data and the KPIs across your organization so that each manager and each leader within your organization has the information they need about their key, their key KPIs. And it's kind of beautiful because what you can do is you can then compare and you can then contrast different leaders within the organization to know who is performing at an optimal level and who needs assistance in a, in order to perform better. And so it, it's difficult because everybody wants to think that they're doing awesome, but sometimes it's more important to know that there is a reality that must be met in order to reach an end goal. And the way I think about it is, is as a runner, when I ran the Boston Marathon, earlier in 2013, I recognized that I was off pace and the time did not lie. And so I knew that I wanted to reach a seven minute pace, but I was running at a 710, 720 pace. And so in order to get back to my pace, I knew I needed to pick it up and pick up my pace. And so you need metrics that are as objective as possible, like time and distance. You can't fake how much time it takes to do something, and you can't fake distance is in terms of a measurement device. And so as close you can get to objective 
measurements, the better. And at the very least, have a set of measurements that everybody agrees is fair and is the right way to go. Those KPIs should be able to support your end goal. And so if you say, hey, if our organization meets these KPIs across the entire team and or organization, then we're able to achieve this, this, and this result. And you will be rewarded in this, this, and this way. And I have personally been in organizations where it's worked very, very well, where there has been a culture of transparency when it comes to data and KPIs so that everybody was on the same page about the ways that things were measured. And even if people didn't agree about the way of measuring it, it was at least consistent. And that consistency can prove to be beneficial down the road. Now, those KPIs can change and can morph and can be modified, but so long as everybody agrees what is being measured and how it's being measured, then everybody can be on the same page. How can you keep consistent KPIs across your organization, and how do you decide within your organization what KPIs are helpful? One of the best recommendations I have is start with strategy. Once you begin with strategy, then you can start to articulate the different levers that support that strategy. If you're wanting to grow as an organization or grow regionally, or if you're wanting to improve outcomes for patients, whatever that is, have metrics that support those specific goals and the mission of the entire organization. After you have determined the specific goal and end result you want and the KPIs that support those results, then the technical aspect of how to gather a KPI is one of the questions that we get a lot at Arcos Analytics. There are many ways to implement a KPI across your organization, but I would begin with having good data. If you don't have good data to support your KPI, then it's very difficult to trust the indicator for being able to measure performance. And having good data is one of the first steps to any analytics project, and specifically when you're talking about developing KPIs that will change the behavior and improve the performance for those within your team and your organization. And after you have clean data that you trust and you acknowledge as being as close to accurate as possible, then store that data in a place that can be used across your organization. We recommend using a central database that is secure and safe that multiple teams can use for developing different KPIs and for developing their different reports. But beyond that, there should be a standard for the different KPIs that are being set. And so you need to develop reports based on that data that can be distributed across your organization so that all leaders within your organization are using a key report that is measuring the KPI in the same exact way. This way, nobody has questions about where they are in comparison to everybody else, that everybody knows that they're on the path towards being successful if their KPIs improve. With all that being said, I would like to explain the history of one of the most popular KPIs in history, or at least today. In that KPI, everybody knows it as the Consumer Price Index, or CPI. Anybody who is a talking head on the TV, on the internet, will talk about the CPI going up or down. Is inflation going up or is it going down? Or how far is inflation taking us? 
And if you research the history of the CPI, you will recognize that they've been moving the bar ever since, that the way that they're measuring the consumer price index now is not how they measured it in the 1950s and 60s or even beforehand. And so when inflation came around in the 1970s, the Federal Reserve did somersaults in order to make sure and to perceive that the inflation was lower than expected. And likewise, as things change, now you will see numbers about the CPI now today, but even since 2011, the CPI has changed in the way that they measure certain things like rent and the price of real estate and the price of food and automobiles, etc. Because what the Federal Reserve is trying to do is trying to get the lowest number of inflation and changing the way that they calculate that metric. But that's entirely opposite of the Stockdale paradox. And the Stockdale paradox, to close this episode out, is about confronting the brutal truth and having hope or optimism about the end goal. And so if you don't have a way to confront the brutal truth up front, then it's difficult to know where you're going to go in the future and take the actions necessary to get there. And so if you're going off of a KPI that is like the consumer price index that is giving you a number that says, oh, inflation is at 4 or 5%, but in reality what you're experiencing is inflation of 15-20% on food or any other item, then there's going to be a disconnect there because you're going to see a number and you can say, oh, that's objective. But then when you go out to the grocery store, it's going to be something different. And that dissonance between what's actually going on and the KPI is going to cause you to fail. And that's why it's a lot better to understand the brutal reality of today in order to get to the goal that you want to reach. And if you would like to keep track of new episodes that come out, we would recommend just subscribing to our podcast. And they're usually about relevant topics to healthcare leaders and leaders who are working to implement analytics projects in their organization. And if you have any questions for me or Todd, then you can follow us on LinkedIn at LinkedIn slash company slash Arcos Analytics or on Twitter at Arcos Analytics. Thanks for listening.